Welcome to the Do Less Podcast. I'm Jake Velasquez. I'm Mike Bermonte. Uh, welcome to our, I don't know, I lost count again. I don't know what episode this is. Doesn't really matter. It's only going to get harder to keep count, you know? Right. It's not going to get easier. So don't expect us to know which number of episode this is. We might not even, we're not going to say anymore, but this is a special episode. This is a special one. Because it's New Year's. New Year's is approaching. Uh, it's the end of the year. What 2020? What a year, huh? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people are like, "Oh, 2020 was such a tough year." Wasn't that bad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah, you thrived in 2020. That's for sure. Um, I will say it was long because when you look back, it was like long. January, yeah. like it is crazy how much has happened. I was thinking about that. Like there was, I feel like it, it went in phases. Obviously, like. But like the first when this whole thing began, those first couple months, and then there was like a period in the summer and the fall when we were doing comedy outside all the time and things kind of seemed back to normal and but different. But, uh, you know, we were having a good time. And then like now the winter again, we're locked down again. It does feel like it's taken a long time. I've had a decent 2020. I'm not going to lie. I know a lot of people haven't had a good one. We feel bad about that. But, you know, what are you going to do? It's, yeah, uh, I mean, look, our sympathy goes with all the people that had struggles in 2020. Yeah. We did not. We feel very <laughs> fortunate that we did not. But Very I'm, fortunate, yeah. yes. So we're thankful. Um, but I will say, I think there has been good that has come out of this year just to, like, be a little more uh, present and like notice what's around you and take stock of like what's important. Cause actually I, w- I think the longest part of 2020 or like the worst part of 2020 mm-hmm. were the two and a half months before COVID. Like, why do you say that? Cause there was Australian wildfires. Mm-hmm. Kobe died and we thought we right. would be in world war three. There was a, uh, people forget that there was That's like true. a month That's, uh... <laughs> where we thought we were going to be in world war. III. Nobody remembers any of that yeah. anymore. One of the other things I was thinking about today is I saw an article back in May that said like the sun was going was going to go into a lockdown period and that didn't even register as news. Like nobody <laughs> nobody even thought about that. It was like NASA was like, "Yeah, it's going to go into a cool down period." And it was like, you know how people are like, "Oh, well, don't worry about it. The sun is going to come up tomorrow." After that, I was like, well, maybe maybe it's not going to. Yeah, it might know? not. I don't know. That's that's one of the things is like everyone's like, oh, 2020 is over. 2021 is going to be great. Uh, maybe on the pandemic front. But again, we had all these concerns pre-pandemic. Those things are coming back once this goes away. So, we, you know, global warming is going to be back. Uh, possible war is going to be back. All that fun stuff. So we got that to well, look forward what's, to. I don't know. What, what's the difference between uh, today is the 30th or something like that? Two days from now, it'll be 2021. It's, there's no difference here. What? Just because it's a new year, calendars are fictitious. Time is fictitious. Time is a flat circle. Have you ever seen True Detective? What's going on here? We're not. It's not like everything is going to be better just because of the the calendar, quote unquote, changes. Yeah, the only thing that it sort of affects is taxes. So, uh, and you know what? 2020 barely made any money. Great tax. I barely have to pay taxes. So it's actually really <laughs> you're gonna good. you're gonna get a refund probably. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably get a refund. Honestly, I think. Uh, 2020 showed me not making money is better than making money. I'll tell you what. I lost my job in 2020. I got severance, so I'm still getting paid. But 
Uh, best thing that ever happened to me. Exactly. I made so I made a lot of money in 2019, and then in 2020, I didn't get any money because I was made too much for the stimulus. Now in 2021, right. I'll probably get a stimulus. I think. Yeah, you made more. Yeah. I, uh, I will say, I think your heater's on in the background. I don't oh, know if I'm that's gonna, gonna mess gonna with. Turn off. I don't know if that's gonna mess with the sound. It might, might cut but, this uh, part out. I, yep. No, no. I think this part's good, but we'll see. <laughs> TBD. All right, do you hear anything? I think we can keep it if there's some light background noise in the beginning of the pod. It's first take, final cut lifestyle, so yeah. what do you want from us? First take, final cut. I think we had a good opening riff. I think we would be doing a disservice to the people by cutting it. we got to keep what it. Are we, we can't cut it. It's not, it's, I mean, yeah, the, it's not who we are. The people want content, and it's first take, final cut, trademark. Yeah, uh, first take, final cut. Stuff. We will be probably making merch in 2021, um, mm-hmm. partly because, again, we just... You know, we want to get the brand out there, but also because we want to be more in the red. We feel like it's important to get more in the red because the more you invest in something, the greater the upside. And I hope that we continue to progress more and more into the red. And one day it's all going to flip and we'll be millionaires. Worst case, you get enough far enough into the red. It's a write-off. You get a refund. It's a write-off. You write it off. Yeah, we were just talking about taxes. Yeah. They, they give you double the amount in taxes. I'm hoping to lose a significant amount on this podcast in 2021 just to balance out whatever I make and work. And I'll tell you what, if worse comes to worse, we'll declare bankruptcy, okay? And that's a clean slate. You could start fresh. Chapter 11, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate loophole of the system. Yeah, Donald Trump declared bankruptcy like 12 times, and he's president. Look, I don't know anything about business, but I do know that you can just set up all sorts of LLCs, and then if they tank, you just declare bankruptcy, and if they make it, uh, if they're profitable, you keep them. And so it's that's all you need to do. So like, ultimately, you're going to have some that are profitable, and the rest, you just uh, declare bankruptcy, and, and you get rid of them. Do you have any LLCs? I don't, but I feel like maybe we should start one. Maybe it's not even related to this podcast, but I feel like we should have an LLC in our portfolio. I got a couple of LLCs. I can get you in on one. <laughs> if you, you want to get a... Draw up the paperwork. Yeah, I got, I got three, so I got some, some room to operate. What? Yeah, I'm all over the place. I'm moving money all around. Yeah, make your money work for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have offshore accounts in Staten Island. Uh, well, that's like basically offshore. So yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> can't be found. On that's that. good. No, definitely not. Um, so I think we're gonna get into some of our New Year resolutions. If you believe in those uh, types of things, you know, we'll play along and we'll tell you what what we're thinking about doing in, in the New Year. Yeah, uh, I think it's good to set some sort of New Year's resolutions. Not necessarily. I don't believe in like self improvement and all that humbo jumbo but mm-hmm. i do think that it is like before i did new year's resolutions i'd always kind of like go on this holiday bender that would bleed into the next year mm-hmm. and i was just then in like a three to four year bender i think when you get the reset you do the dry january or whatever you know you can't right. it's hard to stay like responsible for 12 months but if, if you get that first month under your belt you usually set yourself up for a good get year. the first month under your belt and then after that do whatever you want yeah all, right? all bets are off january is a time for reflection and hard work and then you just coast for 11 months and then after that you'll forget about the new year's resolutions and you just live your life yeah it's no longer a new year it's old news it's old news at that point yeah 
So we put uh, a, a we each put uh, three New Year's resolutions down. I don't know. Yep. It's becoming a theme. We we do a top three. And we do a top three. Listen, you know, did we invent it? I don't know. Maybe we invented the top three format. I don't know. But I don't know. We're we, going to keep it. We definitely are bringing it back because I think the top three was at the height of popularity, and then Barstool and all them did the Mount Rushmore. And then ESPN okay. now does like the top five. So we've brought it back to the top three. Brought it back to the top three. Everyone's doing top five. We did top three. They zig, we zag. We zag. Do, Do less. less lifestyle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go tit for tat? What oh, do you want to do? You got to do? do tit for tat. Oh, you got to do tit yeah. for tat. All uh, right. Who wants to go first? I'll start it off. All right. All right. This is something I've been thinking about. In the new year, I want to go to the doctor less. Okay. As you know, I'm essentially a full-time patient. Yeah, I feel like you being in North Carolina might be the best way for you to achieve this New Year's resolution <laughs> because it's keeping you from your doctor. Because when you're in New York, I feel like your your rent is basically the doctor's office. It's the doctor's. Well, here's the thing is I don't have just one doctor. I tried to write down all the different doctors I've seen in the past couple of years, and it's an extensive list, okay? I got a therapist. I got a physical therapist. I got a psychologist. I've seen a cardiologist. I've seen a gastroenterologist. I've seen a urologist, an orthopedist, a dentist, an eye doctor. There's several more. You want to hear something? I think I could also benefit from this resolution because this morning I went to the dermatologist. Dermatologist was the last one I had on the list. Yeah. And here's the thing is I also have a city MD down down the block for me and i i frequent that like it's my <laughs> local bodega okay <laughs> like i listen i'm not saying i'm a hypochondriac but i am saying i go to the doctor any chance i can get the city md is one of the ultimate bait and switch doctors i've ever seen well every time i go this is why i've seen so many doctors is because every time i go to the city md they just refer me to a specialist yeah exactly i know i know and then so I don't know if this has happened to you. This is a true story. I actually have a bit about it. I'm not going to do the bit because who knows? Someone may come to a show. But uh, I went to a city MD. They referred me to a specialist, and it was like a very minor thing. But I got this bill for two grand. And the reason yeah. the bill was for two grand when I found when I asked them why mm-hmm. it was so much because it seemed ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They said it was because the uh, like in like whatever thing the doctor did was at a hospital and not at a doctor's office. So basically, it was two thousand dollars for location. That was the two thousand oh dollar bill. God. Like if I got the same thing done at a doctor's office, it would have been like two hundred. It might have been like out of your network or something like that. No, they said it was wise. a facilities charge. Listen, that's a scam. That sounds, that that sounds, sounds like, like a scam. A Listen, scam. you got scammed. All right, you got scammed. You <laughs> went scammed. in for a tune-up and they made you get a new engine. Yeah, to your car. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why. Like, how do you afford City MD so much? I don't understand. I don't know. It's copays. You know, it's twenty dollars a pop. Listen, I like every year when you have to put in your money for your FSA or whatever your flex spending account for work. I would just max it out. All right, and I have no problem spending it. But that's why my resolution is to go to the doctor less. I need to live with risk more. I need to live with the anxiety more that I probably have some life-threatening disease. And, uh, you know, listen, I got to do better. Go right. to the doctor less. That's a, I think that's a great resolution. I think everyone, uh, Jews especially, because we're a hypochondriac uh, people, mm-hmm. we can benefit from Mike's resolution. So yeah, I think it's a good one. All yeah. right. Uh all right, so mine, mine. I'm gonna go with 
Uh, I'm going to try to hate myself only as a reflex mm-hmm. because you can only, you can't, it's impossible to n- not hate yourself at all. So I think that's an unrealistic resolution. Like mm-hmm. you say something stupid, you do something stupid. There's that like reflex of like, I am a piece of garbage. Yeah. But, let it be natural, but then let it pass. Cause I'll get mm-hmm. that reflex, but then stew on it for a week, you know? Oh, you and just, that's what's clo- unhealthy. You, you sit in the fetal position, you close the blinds, <laughs> uh, and you get dark. Oh, it uh, listen, dark. We, we also do that. You can't stew in the negativity. You yeah. just can't let it wash over you. Let it pass. It's going to happen. You know, you're going to hate yourself. Oh, it's going to happen. But let it pass because yeah. it's, it, it happens too much. I, I, I would say like four days out of the week, I'm, I'm spending hating myself, you know? <laughs> If that's if there's anything you do the most, it's that. Oh, I am elite. I, I have ten thousand hours hating myself. I'm a right. Pro. No, yeah, yeah. there's there's no doubt about that. Um, you got to be you're just too hard on yourself, man. I mean, I always say I say that to you all the time. You're like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not smart. I'm you know, I'm dumb. I'm not good at comedy. I'm not you know. You gotta have that, that's you just can't stew in it. And you you stew in it. You stew in it too much. It's a, it's a stew. Uh, of negativity <laughs> i will say that stand-up is one of the only reasons i have the luxury to not hate myself because i will say hating myself uh before stand-up was one of the greatest sources of laughter uh for me just me mm-hmm. self-deprecating humor that type of stuff but uh right it is not healthy and so i want to cut down i want to well, do less comedy is a good way to to laugh at yourself yeah you know to work through that yeah now uh, if i hate myself i i could be like okay this might be a bit then Right, than, it's like, almost okay, like a yeah. good thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe hate myself more. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, I think uh, maybe now that I'm thinking about this, <laughs> yeah. I, don't no, the opposite hating, direction. I don't think you're hating yourself enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good, good. All right, so I might have to go back on that. All right, yeah. You reserve the right to go back. Uh, yeah, I reserve the right to not abide by any of the resolutions that we put forth no. today. Yeah. yeah, we know. They're not binding. Um. All right, what's your next one? All right, my next one. I'll say spend less time on the phone, but really just spend less time on screens in general. Okay. Like, I feel like I spend like 80% of my time on screens, phone, computer, TV, whatever. The other 20%, I'm anxious that I'm not looking at screens. Okay. (laughs) It's got to (laughs) be like, it's just too much. And I like to be like one of those people that I like, I'm like, I don't, put stock into social media and I'm like, I don't, I don't get validation from that. I don't like that. But every time I post something, I'm anxious how many likes it gets, you know, I'm looking at it. I'm constantly checking it. I'm one of those people, you know, it's pathetic. I I am too. I'm like super addicted. It's awful. I actually, I I did shrooms last week and every time I do shrooms, I have the same epiphany. Social media Mm -hmm. is the devil. It is. And we've, we've talked about this before. It's like, it's it's taken over our lives and we're not advanced enough as you know that 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 doc came out on netflix but it's like when when does it stop we got to put the pause button on all this because we're consumed by it and we just can't handle it well there used to be a time when people didn't know what they looked like you still don't really know you know like you look in the mirror and you have an idea based on what other people tell you but you as a person your identity is what you see and experience social media now is this digestible way for you to be like oh no that's my identity so now like life becomes all about what you look like what people think of you it was not supposed to be that way supposed to be the other way 
Whereas like life's all about what you see and experience, you know. That's that's a good point. I mean, I don't. Did they even have mirrors back in the day? Like, I don't think yeah, anyone don't knew what they looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was hundreds, probably thousands of years where no one knew what they looked like. How Imagine refreshing! When you, there was that just be? like never a mirror, and you just had no idea what you looked like. I mean that that happened. I I think that that would be so refreshing to not have to worry about what you look. That's like. funny. I didn't never. I've never thought about that. I mean, this is what I think about. Constantly. Uh, this is put get get on shrooms do shrooms once or twice you'll kick social media eventually the, the screens are they're they're way too much um and you I, I think the amount that you post is a direct correlation with how how much you hate yourself or how much how like how how depressed you are you're speaking my language if you if you go through a breakup you're posting every day oh when right? you see a girl posting a lot on social media you're like all right, I'm I'm gonna slide in soon. <laughs> you know, she's looking for a rebound. She's on the rebound. She's yeah, on the yeah. rebound. But if you're not posting at all, you're off the grid. You're happy. Yeah, was it? I I saw like a video clip of Bo Burnham. I mean, mm-hmm. there can't be too many people happier than that guy, right? Like he's super talented, super yeah. successful, and he like doesn't use social media anymore. That's a happy well, man. That's a happy man. And it's like a catch-22 because it's like with comedy, we're like, oh, we think we have to develop these online personas and get a following and all that in order to be successful. But that's incredibly stressful and nerve-wracking, and I don't like any part of it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I do see what you're saying. I It is unfortunate like uh, that we do need some sort of social media to like build the following. But I mm-hmm. think if you're like really good... If you put all that time that you put into like using social media into stand up, I don't do this at all. I'm just saying if you do yeah, yeah. uh then I think you could become so good at stand up that like, you know, people will find you. I think that's well, at the end of the day, obviously, like that's all that matters anyway is do you kill? Do you go right, into right. a cop, you know, are you at shows consistently killing are you murdering people in the audience yeah, because that will find you then that is literally all that matters and if you focus on that and if you just killing i think you know seinfeld said this killing is all that is all that matters right if you do that things will happen for you so it's like uh, you know we like yeah i just said it's like social media matters you gotta have a following no just continue to get better continue to kill that's it that's yeah. all that's all that matters but i do think unfortunately it is necessary for stand up, like for the sake, especially producing shows, you got to promote. But I, so mm-hmm. there has to be measures to not get sucked in so that you can yeah, use social sure. media in a way that doesn't like suck you in, I guess. I think one good thing one of my friends suggested just turn off notifications. Like that's a good thing because maybe you post something, you put the phone away, you're not checking the notifications every two seconds. I think that's a good first step. Okay, question. Because mm-hmm. everyone's a little different, but we're, I'm, I'm also addicted to social media. When I turn off notifications, I'm opening Instagram every second, you know, to see if I got oh, notifications. Oh, yeah. You got to see if you have notifications. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I, I mean. My phone is on silent, which okay. is why I check it every two seconds to see if there's anything going on. You know? well, that's why I think like so. that's why I, I actually turned notifications back on because I was like, at least I, I won't open it unless I know I have a notification. Listen, I think it convinced me I'm going <laughs> to turn on every single notification for every app. I do think a good strategy is the little phone vacations, you know, like just hide your phone, yeah, and like put it leave in your a house drawer. or like yeah. somewhere, like leave it in your house, go for a walk, and just that, like even if it's just thirty minutes a day, it does make a little bit of a difference. 
Yeah, and it's like, well, we're always connected. You always have to be reachable. Back in the day, you would leave for the day, and then you would, and you'd come home, and that would be the, the that was it. Like your your family didn't talk to you when you were away. Oh, I mean, I, if we're talking, you know, pre mirror era, I pre mirror, yeah, you were in touch with nobody. You didn't know what you looked like. <laughs> you didn't talk to anybody. You were <laughs> you were unreachable. <laughs> could change your identity like no you, you, yeah, you just come a new person far enough and no one's gonna find you yeah yeah uh, we should go back to those times oh those a simpler time no all right. would, so that's, that's my second what's what's your second uh okay my second is i would say do less obviously uh unfortunately mm-hmm. i don't think it's possible for me to do any less mm-hmm. i've hit a wall at, at <laughs> met walls the bottom uh so i'm gonna go with have less things uh like have that. less things because i think uh being like materialistic or like obsessed about the things that you have also will drive you crazy. Similar to like social media, like obsessing about uh, your identity. And uh, so I just want to have less stuff, less but, clutter. Yeah, minimalist. You know, more of a minimalist. That's that's a great lifestyle. I mean, I feel like like I wear like the same three sweatshirts and two t-shirts and two pairs of jeans, anyways. But I have a closet full of clothes. I don't I don't need any of that. Oh my god, I have. 300 t-shirts i think and i wear yeah. five right you know like all the free shirts that you get over the year i do love a free shirt though i'm not gonna lie. but like what do you need that for it's just stressful like but yeah. every time i go through my closet i'm like eh, i gotta hold on to this you oh know? yeah yeah for sure i and, haven't worn it in 10 years but and then it's weird also how like you could buy get something that's like 10 bucks and it's like the most meaningful thing you have like i got a head scratcher on amazon it's my favorite mm-hmm. thing let me ask you this. If there was a fire in your house or your apartment and you, you could grab like one thing or you, before you escaped, what would you grab? It would be a toss-up between my laptop mm-hmm. and my Zoom recorder now. Well, well, that, that Zoom recorder, that black box, the magical black, the box. black box. Well, there, I, if, I, if possible, they'll be together and I could grab them both so we could continue the podcast. <laughs> The Zoom recorder is not it's not Zoom on the computer it's an actual black box yeah. that I still don't know what it does but it's essential to have it for the podcast. Yeah, so basically me and Mike's voice goes into this box and then it comes out into a podcast. It's amazing. Yeah, that's what it does. It's uh that's why I don't we even first know take you, Final Cut, because Zoom does first, all the work. Zoom does all the work. You could fix anything in post, okay? Yeah. Half the time, it's not even what we said on the podcast. It's something completely different. With this Zoom recorder, it just... It, it it's makes all the decisions. Yeah, it does it for <laughs> us. It's automated. Uh, that's a good answer. Right. Uh, what about you? Same what about question. me? Um, I was probably the laptop... Yeah, that's but, new. I mean, you gotta... But that's new. That you, yeah. uh, you know, uh, listen, I don't... If I'm going to be honest, I, w- I would take my blankie. All right. Yeah. I still have a blankie. Okay. It's yellow. I've had it since I was, I was wrapped in it when I was born. All right. I don't always sleep with it. Most of the time it's in the closet. Sometimes I, you know, I bring it out and I sleep with it, but it's sentimental. All right. I've had it since, since birth. Uh, I did bring it to college with me. Listen, it's not, I'm not proud of it, but. I think that's good. I think that's a great one because it is definitely on the path of having less because you've had it forever. Right. It's not one. If you told me that it was a blankie you bought six months ago, I'd be a little more judgmental of it. <laughs> but because it's something you've had forever, I think it uh, passes 
It's uh, it's just sentimental value, yeah. really. Sentimental I don't, I don't... value is what you should try to keep more than yeah. the material objects. I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. Because material objects can be replaced. Yeah, and they just they give you like just that you know similar to like likes on Instagram. You get the moment of like, oh my god, this feels so good, and then within a week you don't care about it anymore. Yeah, uh, that's that's true. Um, all right, that's a that, that was a, that was a good one. Um, my third. It is doing something more, but that thing that I'm doing more would be meaning that I was doing less. So my third thing is to meditate more. Okay, that's a great one. I'm a big fan of meditation. I f- you're like a guru now. Yeah, yeah. You're reading all sorts of... You're a shaman. I'm okay? floating right now. I'm not even sitting in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meditating so much, I'm just floating. How like how much per day would you say that you do? Uh. Normal day, I do the ten minute. I do well. Wim Hof breathing. You got to do that. That's fifteen minutes. Wait, and then, wait, what? What is that? It's like, uh, it's this crazy breathing method. It, I don't know. I'll send you some literature on it. It's great. <laughs> uh, but I'm addicted to it. So I do that every morning, and then I meditate for ten minutes. So it's like twenty five minutes. I get anxious. Reason. I get anxious doing it. Like I, I always feel good when I do it. If I do like a ten minute headspace thing, I feel phenomenal. But I, I'm always just like, oh, I can't take the time. Like, all right, I get anxious before I do it. And I just can't find the time for it. I don't do anything. I have unlimited time to meditate. I should just do it. Yeah, so what uh, I'm going to do for you is uh, <laughs> I love the Sam Harris waking up app. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll send that to you. You'll be like the sixth person I've sent a free month to. I'm, well, the, I'm in the given mood. Listen, that, look, look at that. I'm, uh, I'm honored. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that sounds good. I would, uh, I would like to, you know, I would like to be a Buddhist. All right. I I think that that goes with having less things too. You gotta, it goes with having less minimalistic lifestyle. I'm about that. Uh, I I want to, I want to, I want to be Buddha. It is. I I like that one because it is you, the people that are the best at meditating are the ones that are doing the least amount of thinking. Let me ask you this. What is transcendental meditation? Because I feel like all the successful people do that. Like Jerry Seinfeld and all these celebrities are like, yeah, I do TM, I do TM. And they got some sort of mantra and I don't know what the hell's going on. What's TM? How do you do it? Yeah. Why is it, why is it so uh, beneficial? So I have no idea. I've never done TM, uh, but there is that thing. Yeah. You get a mantra and you have to repeat that. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a better it's a easier way to maybe anchor yourself so that you don't let like, you know, other thoughts go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, you might get more out of it, especially like if you're early on. Um, Listen, but I, I don't know I could, if it's better or worse. I don't know. I, I, I could get interested in being anchored. I think being anchored, <laughs> uh, could be a good thing. Oh yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, no, but I'll send you some stuff. Uh, okay, great. And I think that's a good one for sure. Great. Great. What's your third? Oh, my third is all right. So speaking of Buddhism and all this stuff, it's all about curbing your desires. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. mine's be less thirsty because that <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the hardest desires to curb. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, like dating apps and all that stuff, and just walking around New York City. I mean, there's so many beautiful women in the city. You know, uh, it's, just, it's unbelievable. I I probably actually need to go the opposite direction with that. Like, I need to put <laughs> myself out there a little bit more. Um, 
and uh, we don't like advocating doing more, but sometimes extreme measures uh, need to be taken. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you feel like you're too distracted by all of it. Too distracted, but also like I'm running out of my likes on dating apps before I eat breakfast, which is not where you want to be. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I, 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 I ran out of likes <laughs> at like 10.45 a.m. today. The only time <laughs> times that I've ever run out of likes is when you first download the app because they feed you all of like the models and smoke shows yeah, for the yeah. first like first day, first couple days. And then after that, I don't I don't run out of likes. I'm too picky, I think, in general, uh, which is something I'm not proud of. Uh, but. But yeah, I think like you can spend so much time on those things and it, they're really just a distraction. I've never had much success with them. Yeah, they're pretty, I mean, I've had like some fun times, or, yeah. like, you know, but no like lasting relationship from one. I did mm-hmm. date a girl for a couple months from one. That was about it. But uh, like, it's funny too, whereas like, you know, when a family member tries to set you up with someone right? and it's like, it feels like an insult if that girl isn't up to your standard. Don't you get right. the same feeling when Hinge is like, you're most compatible with this person and you're like are you fucking kidding me like <laughs> yeah i do yeah, yeah, yeah i get it's like hinge what do you what do you think i am yeah yeah uh, um <laughs> they obviously hinge obviously hasn't listened to the do less podcast no or- let me ask you let me ask you this question okay uh so you talked about getting set up by friends or family if that does happen do you feel any extra pressure you know with the date or whatever because it's like you feel like you're letting those people down if it doesn't work out this is what i'll do like i'll be like uh you know i like her but i don't know if like i don't want to go down the line and uh, you know potentially break up with her and then everyone's gonna be pissed at me so it's better just to date a complete stranger i think dating a complete stranger is the best way to go uh i have almost never capitalized on someone setting me up with someone Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if I can answer the question because like, <laughs> I've literally like never been into it except one girl I work with uh, tried to sort of set me up with her friend and she, that friend came to a show and I mm-hmm. bombed pretty bad mm-hmm. and I haven't heard from her since. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one to recover yeah. from. <laughs> that one didn't work out well. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's ever worked out for me either. I don't know. Oh, and then one friend tried to set me up with a girl. I went on the date with her and she just... Her breath was horrible, mm-hmm. so I just said I didn't like her. But yeah. I, I, it was her breath. <laughs> she was nice. <laughs> <laughs> you just needed some breath mint. Yeah. Um, I think I feel like you know it could be good if you meet like friends of friends, and like a lot of that's happened with my friends is like now they're married and stuff. Is you know they they met uh, in either high school or college or friends of those different people. And I think that's a good thing, but I think you got to initiate it yourself. I don't think you want to mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. recommended by somebody. Cause then it's just like, there's other people that got stake in the game. You got to take the initiative yourself. And if it's a friend of a friend, I think that's great. Cause you got a mutual connection. Take the bull by the horns. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. I also think it's like, you know, there's more pressure on. And especially if you're like a little bit of a drought, that's when people mm-hmm. always want to hook you up with people. Right. And that's when there's even more pressure. You know, too much like, pressure. I'm so rusty. Like, I'm going to fuck it up. You know? <laughs> so, like, I, it's like, yeah. why, where, where are you guys? Can you guys set me up with girls when I'm on a hot streak? Like, I think they'll, <laughs> I'll do better. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, uh, yeah, that's my third. Um, I think we're on the same page. Well, no, you're going to try to get out there a little bit more but uh yeah well i'm not necessarily I mean, saying not to get out there as much i'm just saying be less thirsty 
Let the right, game which I, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, wait, so you gave three, right? I gave three. They all kind of have, like, a do less theme, I would say. Yeah, and that wasn't even intentional. That's just who we are. That wasn't people. intentional. It's just who we are. It's our philosophy. We don't really have a philosophy, but if we did, it'd be No, do we less. do have a philosophy. It's that our philosophy is to have no philosophy. Right, that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so New Year's Eve coming up. For job of the week, you, you mentioned this. Uh ball operator and we're talking about the new year's eve ball yeah so i don't know how that ball drops but someone's got to be pulling the strings yeah <laughs> you know there has to be you gotta someone's gotta press the button yeah the ball doesn't have a mind of its own right and if you think about that that's you're working one day out of the year in really one moment out of the year. <laughs> one moment yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure there's anybody that does less with more significance than the ball operator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. It is like the highest significance for amount of work as there as you could possibly get. And um, all, your only requirement for that job is to stay up till midnight. That's it. That's it. Have a cup of coffee. Press the ball. You can press the button as soon as the ball drops. You can go to sleep. Oh yeah, no, it's amazing and. Uh, here, here's what I don't understand, though, is like, why do people care about the ball drop? Why do they pack themselves? They're not going to this year, but why do they, every other year prior to this, why do they pack themselves in like sardines into Times Square to see a ball drop slowly? What is, what's the deal? Yeah, so we're all about minimum effort, maximum output. Uh, that's the opposite of what we think <laughs> <laughs> that is maximum effort for almost nothing yeah yeah I, what's uh, the fascination i don't i don't I, I just don't understand it like why it's like fireworks like i don't okay there's like bright lights and loud noises what's why does everybody fight you know to get uh it, the best seat in the house to see fireworks going off yeah, I don't. I've never gotten it. I also, it's hard for me to like relate, just because my dad has always been such an anti-crowd person that I think mm-hmm. that's been instilled in me. Uh-huh. So like, I've always looked at New Year's Eve celebration sort of in horror. Um, it is cool to watch on TV though. I've always like. With that said, we should probably get together and go see the ball drop at some point. Twenty twenty one, obviously. Yes. Yeah. On the twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. I would love to be the people commentating. In that nice suite with the glass. That sounds view. like a plush. That sounds like a plush. Yeah, that, that's situation. a pretty cool job, I think too. And I, I think maybe, that's a nice setup. Maybe we should make it a goal to podcast from one of those suites. Oh, that'd be in, nice. In a future year, when the ball drops. That's nice. I did have a client once who had an office in the Empire State Building with a view of the ball. That's another option I like. If you have a mm-hmm. view of the, that's probably pretty cool. I'll tell you what sounds sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, from the street, it's from the street. It's crazy, but I do get the appeal if you have a nice little mm-hmm. private area. If you're in a private area, watching the ball drop could be the coolest thing. Yeah, you've you could ever it. do. <laughs> and our person of the week is someone who does just that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you wanna you wanna reveal? Yeah, so we're gonna go with Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. He's probably gonna be all over the New Year's Eve coverage as he always is. But this is a guy. Who does does do a lot? He has he had like a million jobs. Now he's like live with Kelly and and Ryan took over for Regis, but he created, I believe, 
don't fact check me on this. I think he created Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I did fact check actually, and mm-hmm. he did. He did. Yeah. So, which is a show? Everyone was like, "Oh, Seinfeld, the show about doing nothing." Keeping up with the Kardashians, the ultimate show about doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. All they do is sit around and eat salads and drink iced teas and be hot. Yeah, and I'll a- tell you what, it's riveting television. Yeah, we might be Kardashians, basically. <laughs> <that. And laughs> and Ryan Seacrest, like he he does do a lot, but he is doing so much based on purely looks and personality. You know, he's not right. really working at anything. That's the thing is like, it, even if you're doing stuff, if it's kind of all, you know, me, what is that hosting TV shows? Like that's yeah. nothing. I would almost venture to say that comedy is more than what he does because we have to like write jokes. At least he just mm-hmm. shows up and he's, he heavy. shows up. He's reading off a prompter. Yeah. I mean, that's any form of that job to me has always been great. Like, I don't know if I wouldn't want to do it. Cause like I said, I hate myself too much. You have to, I think, love yourself a lot to be able to do something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. that is a great setup. You know, you're just reading off a prompter, looking spick and span. Like, would you ever want to be a host of a game show, like Deal or No Deal? All right, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> like, Howie Mandel reinvented his career after that. Like, he. Steve Hart? Uh, Steve Hart, well, yeah, Family Feud. That guy's just uh, funny, though. I mean, he just fires on all cylinders. <laughs> he's, he's one of the best. Um, so, yeah, Ryan Seacrest, person of the week. It's, it's fitting for New Year's. He's a jack of all trades of doing nothing. He's created franchises built on nothing. For that, we got to honor him. Yeah, I uh, I think that's a great pick. Um, I wonder what the situation's going to be like this year with the ball drop and like what his involvement will be in. But we mm-hmm. like people might not be crowding in Times Square to see the ball drop, but you know mm-hmm. who will be seeing it? Ryan Seacrest. Uh, a nice luxury suite. Listen, the guy's going to be in a plush suite. Probably a nice suit. Gonna, nice suit. Tailored. Yeah. You know, he's probably going to be there with, with Mariah Carey and uh, you know, they're going to be having a nice time. And she was our person of the week for Christmas, right? I mean, I had right. explode watching that. <laughs> I think so, the Do Less Podcast, uh, New Year's Eve is brought to you by the Do Less Podcast. New Year's Eve presented by the Do Less Podcast. And so that's it. You know, New Year's episode. We hope that your resolutions are along the lines of, of doing less in the next year. You know, we both really don't do anything, but I still think we both do too much. And we're not perfect and we got to get better. There's always less to be done, so that's what we're, yeah, that's, what we're that's a good way to put it. That's like that's a proverb. Yeah, proverb. That's a proverb. There's yeah. always less to be done. There's always less to be done. All yeah. right, I think that's a wrap on yeah, uh, 2020. A, yeah, that's our episode. Have a great uh, rest of your 2020. Please, you know, rate and review the podcast. Five stars, glowing reviews of us professionally and personally. Yeah, and that's all. That's all we're asking for. And uh, we'll see you see you next year.